the Oakdale Christian Centre podcast. This is the second part in our series on a spiritual examination. This week, Dave continues the theme on looking and seeing. The main reading is 2 Corinthians chapter 4. The, um, so our, again, are we on about our sight? <coughs> How is our sight? We looked last week. The Lord always asks us to examine ourselves, examine our hearts, our lives. And of course, we're on, our, on sight. We looked at sight last week, looked at uh, opening of our eyes on Sunday morning. And uh, are, we, are we so blind so often? Um, what is it? Is it? None so blind as those who don't want to see. Um, uh, and uh, we again looking at our sight, looking at our eyes tonight. And Jesus warned us about our, our, our sight and, and told us to be careful how, what we're watching, what we're looking and how we are seeing. Um, our first verse tonight, Luke 11, 33, 36. No one lights a lamp and puts it in a place where it will be hidden, or under a bowl. Instead, they put it on its stands so that those who come in may see the light. Your high is the lamp of your body. When your eyes are healthy, your whole body also is full of light. But when they are unhealthy, your body also is full of darkness. See to it then that the light within you is not darkness. Therefore, <clears throat> if your whole body is full of light and no part of it is dark, it will be just as full of light as when a lamp shines its light on you. Again, you'll find that the, the corresponding Matthew 6 in all the Beatitudes, he says, make sure there's the good, in Matthew uses the, uh, like a, a Jewish idiom, the good and evil eye, of course. What he's talking about is the eye that can see, is clear. Um, really, it means single, which means there's a one focus. And if you read in Matthew 6, you'll see before it, again, when we say read the verses before and after, you'll find he's talking about investing in heaven, not in earth. And he said, you can't serve two masters. Then he said, make sure your eye is single. He said, make sure your eye is clear on that which is important. And of course, at the end of chapter 6 of Matthew, what did he say? Seek first the kingdom. So he's saying, make sure your, your clarity. See, if, if our eye is not single on the Lord, what happens? Darkness will encroach. And what happens then? We, we, we drift. We, we go aside. We invest in that which is not eternal. We give ourselves to that which is not vital. So he says, be careful. Check your eye. Check your sight. Of course, he's talking about spiritual sight, of course, isn't he? Um, uh, but of course, our physical sight, of course, it does affect uh, those things, uh, what we view, what we look at. Um, so we, we are just watching. And of course, on, on Sunday, we talked about men and women of God. We are people that bring openness, light. We are people that bring, the, uh, that's what Jesus' anointing was, Paul's anointing was, and that's what anointing is. We are to bring opening of eyes, opening of eyes by our prayers, by our, our behavior, by all those things. He said, my, my job is to bring uh, the recovery of sight to the blind, Jesus said. And Paul said, I've come to open the eyes. Darkness to light, kingdom of Satan, the kingdom of God. That is our job. That's our, our, our work. Um, <clears throat> again, let's read those lovely verses from Kings, 2 Kings 6, 16, 17, Elisha. And he answered, Fear not, 
For they that be with us are more than they that be with them. And Elisha prayed and said, Lord, I pray thee, open his eyes that he may see. And the Lord opened the eyes of the young man, and he saw. And behold, the mountain was full of horses and chariots of fire round about Elisha. So, you see, the, our, our anointing is to bring openness of eyes. And not just to those who are lost, but to each other. Because, as we know, we go through... Maybe he was a servant of the Lord. He wasn't... He wasn't anyway, he was, he was working for the Lord, working for the man of God, yet he couldn't see like the man of God. So that's why vital to be together so we can bring clarity, isn't it? Sometimes we can, that's all we can see is, is doom and gloom and we can see darkness and we can't see a way out. Well, that's why we come together and we say, well, there is, don't worry. There's a, I know there's a way out. Of course, many of us have gone through similar things and we say, ah, well, I know exactly how we feel, know exactly what you've been through, but God brought me through. There's a light at the end of the tunnel. I can see, and we bring the openness of eyes. And that's what we are to be, but also to pray. Pray for one another. Um, Ephesians 1, Paul's prayer for the Ephesian church. Ephesians 1, 17 to 23. I keep asking that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the glorious Father, may give you the spirit of wisdom and revelation mm. so that you may know him better. Mm. I pray that the eyes of your heart may be enlightened in order that you may know the hope to which he, called, he has called you, the riches of his glorious inheritance in his holy people, and his incomparably great power for us who believe, that power is the same as the mighty strength he exerted when he raised Christ from the dead and seated him at his right hand in the heavenly realms, far above all rule and authority, power and dominion, and every name that is invoked, mm -hmm. not only in the present age, but also in the one to come. And God placed all things under his feet mm -hmm. and appointed him to be head over everything for the church, <coughs> which is his body, the fullness of him who fills everything in every way. That's a great prayer that we can pray over each other, isn't it? I pray, Lord, that the, our eyes will be illuminated, open, revelation, so we know who we are, our hope, our power, our inheritance. He said, I'm praying for you. When you have that in view, when you have that in, in your mind, it doesn't matter what comes your way, it doesn't matter who comes your way, our, our hope is secure, our eyes, our, our rescue, our provision, our protection is in the Lord. So if, if we have the gift of martyrdom, bless the Lord, we only have it once, of course, I've told you that before, we only have that gift once. Um, but whatever comes our way, he said, I, I pray your eyes of your heart will be enlightened. And that's a great prayer. Because we looked at the prayers of the Bible not too long ago. And that's one prayer. To pray over each other. That's what we are here for. To give us open eyes. To keep our eyes on the Lord. We can easily drift. We're easily distracted. We easily get dulled. But uh, so we are, we are, that's our, our work, isn't it? Protect us, Lord. View, help us to keep looking in our eyes. But then bring openness of eyes and sight. Um, we'll probably into these two things we'll come back to um, what again causes us to, to drift um, well we need light of course as I said before no light no sight um, and thankfully uh, to keep our eyes clear to keep our eyes in view always simple thankfully the Bible is very simple uh, Psalm 119 lovely Psalm <clears throat> two verses there your words are a lamp to my feet and a light to my path 
the entrance of your arrange the entrance of your words give light and give understanding to the simple. Fantastic. The word is light. The word keeps us straight. It it illuminates our way, illuminates our path, that which is in front of us and that which is ahead of us, but also the entrance, the opening of it. When we allow the word of God in, it brings light. You see, if we are not in God's word, it's no no time at all where we drift, where we we are, we replace it with our own thinking. Thankfully, also it says it gives, makes wise the simple. Bless the Lord, Amen. Not nothing to do with intelligence, wisdom, is it? <laughs> if you look, if you watch the TV, we have some of the most intelligent people in on the planet there. Yet they will spout nonsense to me and you. Nothing to do with intelligence. But God gives, when they, we allow the word of the Lord in, it gives light to the simple. Thankfully, when we get distracted, what do we say about those things that take our vision, take our, our view off? If we look at our difficulties and circumstances, we looked at Peter last week, what, what happened? He began to sink. Um, Elijah's servant, we looked at Sunday morning, dread. Um, feeding the 5,000, how on earth are we going to feed these? Or as Moses said, uh, he had a bigger crowd, of course. He had one and a half, two million. Where am I going to find meat for these? It's impossible. Doubt. Now, of course, we have disappointment. Um, blinds us from God's purposes, God's, God's person even. Thankfully, we always have an antidote. And uh, we read this before, but it's a beautiful uh, picture of how we get our sight back when we have disappointment. Um, and even uh, moving on into depressions, uh, they were uh, Luke 24. And beginning with Moses and all the prophets, he explained to them what was said in the scriptures concerning himself. As they approached the village to which they were going, Jesus continued on as if he were going further. But they urged him strongly, Stay with us, for it is nearly evening. The day is almost over. So he went in to stay with them. When he was at the table with them, he took bread, gave thanks, broke it and began to give it to them. Then their eyes were opened and they recognised him and he disappeared from their sight. That's a great picture. Remember, he's walking along by the side of him. They've been, how can they recognise him? Three years he'd been with him. They couldn't recognise him. Um, there's a number of things there, but we're going with the disappointment, the dejection, and they walk in, and he, and he comes, oh, what's the trouble? What's the, why are you don't, don't, don't cast, boys? And they said, astounded, what, where have you been? Where have you been? What have you and then he said, how slow are you? Uh, and he could say that to us many times, how slow are you? And he begins right back, right through the Old Testament. He takes them, uh, what's like, that would be a great Bible study to sit under, wouldn't it? We, we'd, we'd pick that one over anybody's. And he takes them right through the Old Testament. Um, and he's, they're with the Lord, they're in, in his word. But remember this, it wasn't till they invited him in, till he opened, their eyes were opened. That's really key. Sitting in his presence, sitting under his word. Is vital, but we have to allow that to come in. When they invited him in, they, he broke bread and then they saw him. So, but that's the, that's the antidote to clear vision, clear purpose in his presence, in his word. 
Vital, vital. But of course, well, let's just drift back a little bit to see those things as we looked a bit last week. Or what blinds our vision, what dulls our sight. Um, Revelation 3, 1720. Because you say, I am rich, and become wealthy, and have need of nothing, and do not know that you are wretched, miserable, poor, blind, and naked. <laughs> I counsel you to buy from me gold refined in the fire, that you may be rich, and white garments, that you may be clothed, that the shame of your nakedness may not be revealed, and anoint your eyes with eye salve, that you may see as many as I do love, I rebuke and trust. Therefore, be zealous and repent. Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come in to him and dine with him and he with me. What? See, now they thought they were okay, didn't they? Wealthy, if you, if you just read it, you only have to look at a bit of history, there was, they were a wealthy city. So much so that uh, when there was an earthquake about AD 60, flattened the place, uh, Rome offered the money to rebuild, yet they said, we don't need your money, we have enough, we can build it ourselves. So that, that spirit of independence, arrogance, pride, that was in the world, infiltrated the church, and now we've got to be careful with that, isn't it? We are, we are pushing out, we're not being squeezed in. There was independence, of course, that they were rich, that's, they, that's what they said. We are rich. Well, of course, naturally they were. Um, uh, there was a massive industry, uh, clothing industry there, wool industry. So that's why he used those metaphors about being clothed. There was a medical center there uh, with, with this particular eye salve that they said was very, very good for the eyes. And they understood about lukewarm water because they didn't have a water source. So they had a pipe by an aqueduct this hot from hot springs to Laodicea. Well, of course, when the hot water, the time it got to Laodicea, what was it? Lukewarm. So they knew exactly what the Lord was saying. He takes all the things they knew about and he turns them around and said, you were like that water. And if you ever drank lukewarm water, it, it does make you sick. It does make you sick. And all those things that they, they, they see self-evaluation without the Lord and Holy Spirit leads to self-deception. Always does. Leaves it. We've got to ask the Lord to come in and give us evaluation. And the Lord gives an evaluation. He doesn't hold back, does he? He said, you're wretched, you're pitiful, and you are blind and naked. He, he, he gives them full barrels. He said, you are blind. You're not seeing what you really are. Now, the church was flourishing. The church was wealthy. Yet, not in God's sight. And so, uh, that can stop us. Pride, self, self-evaluation without the Lord... Relying upon me, um, we've all be careful there, isn't it? Uh, it, it I'm, I always uh, sometimes uh, something happens uh, nearly every week. Something happens to me that just again reminds me there's a bit more work to be done, Dave. Something crops up. Something really annoys me. Um, now I could say, well, I'm des I, I deserve to be annoyed, but I, you know, we never deserve to be annoyed when it's someone else poking your buttons and, and and the lord's always speaking to us isn't he if we were but listen we'll talk about hearing in the next few weeks but um we talk about sight tonight so pride and self self-deception self-evaluation self 
self, self, all I, isn't it? Also, um, we talked a little bit on, on Sunday, the blindness that bitterness brings. Remember we talked in Psalm 73, I said Psalm 71 or 72 last week, I'll correct that, it was Psalm 73 I was looking for, about the man who, who said, you know, I'm, uh, why have I kept myself holy to you, Lord? I look around and people are flourishing and people are wonderful, uh, although that's on the outside, you don't know what goes on behind closed doors or what's going on in their hearts. Uh, you just look at, at that, I read your paper day by day and the people who sadly are taking their lives are not people down and out, a lot of them they are successful people have done this and done that and, and found no peace or no life or contentment in those things. Um, so we, we, are, we are looking at, and he said, I, I went to the house of the Lord and then I saw, I perceived. That's why the, our location is very important. Our company is important so we can see clearly. 1 John 2, 9 to 11. He that saith he is in the light and hateth his brother is in darkness even till now. He that loveth his brother abideth in the light, and there is none occasion of stumbling in him. But he that hateth his brother is in darkness, and walketh in darkness, and knoweth not whether he goeth, because the darkness hath blinded his eyes. The dark, blinded, same word, 2, two Corinthians 4, 4. Same, that smoke screen, that opaqueness, can't see. Why? Because you're not seeing uh, them as God sees them. You know what? The worst person in the world that we think, it deserves nothing. God loves them. Now they've got to pay the penalty for their crime. We're not talking about that, are we? When we talk about God's love for somebody, He loves them just as He's as much as He loves you. Now that's amazing, isn't it? Because there's some people are we would think are unlovely, or un, unlovable, I should say, un unlovely, and and true they are. Yet God longs for them to be saved, isn't it? The worst, and you can think of, you just pick up your paper and think, how could anyone do such a vile things? Yet, you know, so often we, I remember uh, reading uh, many years ago, um, remember this, it was, I think it was the Soham killings, when they killed those two girls. Mm. Dreadful, dreadful. Mm -hmm. And um, I'm not sure what church it was, but the, the minister prayed for the murderer. And I tell you what, they give him some stick. <laughs> give him, they, he prayed. No, for the for the murder, you know, we were saying, oh wait, wait a minute, no, no, he needs salvation. It's hard to be that black and dark. Mm. He needs salvation. So uh, open our eyes, Lord, and help us keep a, a short uh, a short tab with the Lord, personally and with each other. Um, see, there is when people say, um, I'm amazed when people say, oh, they've done that. You know, look, if God has forgiven me and you. The Bible is very clear. As God forgives you, you forgive others. It's very clear. There, there's the flow, isn't it? And Jesus very clearly said, if you can't forgive, you're in trouble. There's the flow from the Lord, the flow from the Lord. And um, uh, it's very clear. So bitterness can blind us. 1 John 2 said, don't say you're walking in the light. And John, he, he's, uh, I don't know if he's getting a little bit older there, but he's getting more blunt with his words, isn't he? He said, you're a liar. John, use a different word, please. That's not uh, parliamentary words, is it? We can't call anyone a liar in Parliament. Uh, economical with the truth, they say, don't they? But he's saying, you're a liar. He said, so how you deal with people is how you're seeing God, yourself, and those. So, bitterness. But then we go to this uh, amazing uh, chapter in Peter. And he's only used, this word's only used once in the Bible, but I use it all the time in work. It's called 
myopia, short-sightedness, short-sightedness. And uh, as we read this, these words, I, this is a one, if we could grab all of this particular uh, chapter, or these first few verses, it would um, elevate, cause us to rise in the Lord. His promises, his power, his purpose for us, um, yet we could be short-sighted, even to the point of blindness, that's what he's saying. Um, 2, 2 Peter 1, 2 Peter 1, 3 to 9. His divine power has given us everything we need for life and godliness through our knowledge of him who called us by his own glory and goodness. Through these he has given us his very great and precious promises mm. so that through them you may participate in his divine nature and escape the corruption in the world caused by evil desires. For this very reason, make every effort to add to your faith goodness and to goodness knowledge and to knowledge self-control and to self-control perseverance and to perseverance godliness and to godliness brotherly kindness and to brotherly kindness love. For if you possess these qualities in increasing measure, they will keep you from being ineffective and unproductive in your knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. But if anyone does not have them, he is short-sighted short and blind, and has forgotten that he has been cleansed from his past sins. That's amazing, isn't it? The power, the promises, and the, and the purpose of God. We are partakers of the divine nature. Now, I, don't let me try to explain that, because I can't. But I say, Lord, if that is true, then it needs to be seen more in my life. Because let me just say, that's not really where I am. Because, but he said, there's participation involved, though, isn't it? Giving all diligence, speed, earnestness. I love this great word, diligence, isn't it? You use it, you, you it sometimes when people say they haven't done due diligence in business and that kind of thing. They haven't looked at it. They haven't uh, been comprehensive in their, uh, their examination. Give due diligence, add to these. He said, if you haven't got these qualities, now you can look up the qualities, eight qualities there, I think it's eight, isn't it? Look at those and say, if you're not growing in them, why are you not? It's great, isn't it? And he said, if you're not, it'll stop you being unproductive and unfruitful. Now, I don't want to be unproductive and I don't want to be unfruitful. That's the things that God longs for in my life. What does he say? The vine stay in me and you'll bear fruit, much more more fruit. Be fruitful. That's what you were created for. But he said, let me tell you, he said, if you are neglecting those things, this is why. Because you've taken your eye off the ball. You've taken your eye off what God's put his hand upon you. Let's think about this now. He said, you've forgotten. That's a will there now. That's will. It's not, uh, you know, like some of us, as we get on, we are forgetful. No, the word there means you're taking forgetting. You're deliberately forgetting that God has washed you from your old sins. He's pur purged you. He's purified. If God has done that for us, then what he's saying is, then my participation is, is guaranteed, isn't it? If the queen says, Dave, I want you for a particular job, you and you alone, what am I going to say? Ah, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. What an honour. The queen has chosen me. I don't know what to do, mine, but well, let's, let's leave it there. But what we're trying to get into our mind is the king of glory has put his hand upon you. He's forgiven us of your sin. You forget that, and what happens? You are not diligent. You're not participating. You're going your own way. You're doing your own thing, and you're short-sighted. When you're short-sighted, all you can see is yourself. When I take my glasses off, 
I can read up here is wonderful. But you across there, you're lovely and beautiful. Because <laughs> I can't see. Uh, no, 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 joking. We're all beautiful in the eyes of the Lord. Uh, but I, I, I noticed the other day, I, I'm driving, I'm thinking, these glasses are not so clear anymore. I'm, 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 I'm waiting. I thought, I thought it was a postman. It was double-decker. No, no, no. Uh, uh, and I'm annoyed. Why? Because short sighted you can't see that which you should be far off. You can only see yourself. And that's a problem. We're only seeing ourselves when we're short-sighted and what we've forgotten who we are in God. Remember, we are sons and daughters of the living God. He is our saving God. What does he say in, in 1 Corinthians 7? You're bought with a price. 6, you're bought with a price. Therefore, honor God here. But you're not your own. You're not your own. You've been bought with a price. Wonderful. When we understand that God's forgiveness of all our sin, what can we not do but love him with all our heart? There's no other response, real response, is there? But he says, if you take your eyes off that, you become blind. That's why he said, give yourself diligence. Give yourself to all diligence. The short-sightedness which we can get involved in. What does the Bible say? Proverbs 18, a man who separates himself just wants to do his own thing. That's why it disturbs, it should disturb every one of us when we see people drifting from fellowship. That's why we should be praying for them, praying over them, coming around them, encouraging why? Because a person who separates themselves will end up doing their own thing. That's why there's no such thing as Lone Ranger Christianity, is there? Not a thing. Why? Because you end up doing your own thing, doing what we're here to serve. Ultimately, that's what we're here. This is an interesting verse as well. Uh, a backslider in heart is filled with his own ways. Another proverb, good proverbs. A backslider in heart is filled with his own ways. But I, it's interesting, I was reading a different way the other day. A backslider in heart gets a fill of his own ways. And that's it. I say, Lord, many of those backsliders, let it be filled to overflowing with their own ways. Um, in one of the one of the prophets, I think it's Jeremiah. He said, "Let their backsliding chastise them, and uh, let them have a fill of their ways." And that's what the Lord does sometimes. He says, "Look, I can't stop you. Have it." But you know what? We get fed up, fed up with our own ways. Why? Because we thought it was going to be the answer. We thought it was going, to, but it never did. And we can be filled with our own ways. So, but that's short-sightedness. What about long-sightedness? Uh, Proverbs 12, 11. He that tilleth his hand shall be satisfied with the bread, but he that followeth vain persons is void of understanding. What do you say? Th those who chase his fantasies are a little bit tough. There's, there's the people who are saying, oh, when that happens, when I'll do it then, I'll serve the Lord then, I'll serve the Lord there. What did he say to those disciples? Get the filling of the Holy Spirit, then start in Jerusalem, then Judea, then Samaria, the end of the world. You see, you can't serve God in Bermuda, I could, but if you can't serve him here, if you can't do it in your own house, you can't do it, uh, I know it's, that, why? Because it's harder in your own house, isn't it? When the Lord tells me to love my wife like Christ loves the church, whoa, now that takes some doing, doesn't it? Uh, but that's what the Lord says. That's what the Lord tells me to do. Now, that's tough sometimes, isn't it? I know I'll, I'll leave it there because it's been recorded. But, it's but that's what the Lord says. Now, when, when I can do it there, the Lord can say, Dave, you can go, you're there anywhere to serve me. See, people are always waiting for the will of God. You look, talk to some people, ah, I'm waiting for the will of God. No, 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 no. The will of God is here and now, day to day, knowing God today, 
serving him today, wherever you are, what does the Bible say? Whatever your hand finds to do, do with all your might. People are always searching fantasy. A story about um, a chap who said about this many years ago, he said it when he went to Bible school, there was a, um, I don't know where he was from, foreign country, and he came and, uh, of course, as part of the student uh, rota, they had to do chores clean, pick up the bins, or do the dishes, or, uh, and uh, this chap said, I am a, I am a, a prophet of God, or, or something, I don't, I'm not going to do any chores, and he said, he kept saying that, but he was down the road not too long after, why? Because he, he, he had his head in the club, he was chasing fantasies, why? Because you serve the Lord where you are, you're and now, so if, if that means cleaning the toilets, clean the toilets, uh, but if you can't do that, what does the Bible say? If God can't, if can't, God can't trust you with the little things, He's not going to trust you with vast things. Of course, He ultimately is talking about money there. If you can't treat, so looking far away, looking so far in the future, you're not serving the Lord here and now. Um, Bible also talks about depth of vision uh, and focus. Of course, when we get old, our focusing goes. Um, the ability to focus goes, isn't it? So that's why I take my glasses off to read now, because the ability to focus goes. And we've got to be careful there, because God wants us to see in depth, with perception, foresight, insight, God wants to help us to see. The man of God has perception. Elisha could see the army, yet he could see the Lord behind. He could see both, yeah? Um, and God wants us to be like that. God longs us to, to see um, like he, he, he sees. Uh, Daniel 2. He reveals deep and secret things. He knows what is in the darkness and light dwells with him. I thank you and praise you, O God, my Father. You have given me wisdom and light and have now made known to me what we ask of you. For you have made known to us the king's demand. Therefore, Daniel went to, I can't say that word, okay. and the king had appointed to destroy the wise men of Babylon. He went and said thus to him, Do not destroy the wise men of Babylon. Take me before the king, and I will tell the king the interpretation. That's our word. So, insight. What does it start with? It's, first, it always starts seeing the Lord into his presence. Daniel and them, it's right, we've got to get before the Lord here. Yeah, our, our, of course, sometimes God brings that, that burden. It was their lives at stake, wouldn't it? God, sometimes, sometimes because what generally most of us just go on just with life, don't we? Just life just goes on. And God's got to bring something radical across our path to get us on our knees sometimes to really get us on our knees and this was you know they were praying for their lives lord we need the interpretation we need to know what's happening here we need insight and thankfully god comes through and Daniel says thank you lord you know everything you know the deep and hidden secrets and you know that's what god wants to be with us elisha could see the the deeper things why because he was a man that knew his presence of god he, he prayed psalm 25 the secret of the Lord is with those who fear him, and he will show them his covenant. My eyes are ever toward the Lord, for he shall pluck my feet out of the net. The secret of 
secret things are with those who fear the Lord. See, God wants us to have clear sight. How do we do that? In his presence, in his word. And then he wants us to be more than see it. He wants us to, uh, what did someone say? Eyes that look are common. Eyes that see are rare. And he wants us not to be people who look, but don't actually see what's going on. He wants us to see that which is going on behind people's in some in, in lives. He wants us to bring us the word of knowledge, the word of wisdom. He wants to see people's lives. We pass the facade sometimes, although, uh, you know, if we work with people, sometimes the facade comes down and they begin to bear their heart to us sometimes. Um, uh, but even if they don't, we need to have the word of the Lord to be able to see the perception, insight, foresight, helping us to uh, prepare and helping us to do the right thing in the right place and the right time. But ultimately, keeping our eyes on the Lord, keeping our eyes off that which is not true, not right, not upright. Um, and when we do that, keeping our eyes forward, that's why we read Hebrews 12 the last few weeks, fix your eyes on the Lord. Keep looking unto Jesus, the author and finish in our faith. Again, we've said it before, that was a church who were thinking about giving up giving up on the Lord, giving up on Christianity, going back to Judaism. He said, look, keep your eyes on him. If you fix your eyes on him, you will not give up. You will not be weary. You will not think, ah, I've had enough of this. Why? Because you're seeing him and who he is and what he's done, the beauty of the Lord. And the psalmist, of course, David mainly, <clears throat> knew this. And he watched himself. Um, Psalm 101, 2 and 3. I will behave wisely in a perfect way. Oh, when will you come to me? I will walk within my, my house with a perfect heart. I will set nothing wicked before my eyes. I hate the work of those who fall away. It shall not cling to me. Isn't that amazing? Uh, now, David didn't have television, did he? Or anything like the stuff. We didn't have the printing press. He didn't have anything that he could put before his eyes, per se. But he, he, he understood about setting no th vile thing before his eyes. Because he did that, and he fell. Um, she said, I set no vile thing before my eyes. I walk perfectly holy in my house. Why? Because in the house, no one's watching you. Now, when I'm here, you think, Dave, oh, he's a wonderful person. He's lovely. But when I'm at the house... Behind closed doors, see that's where the Lord. See the Lord's there, of course. He, he, he's everywhere with us. And uh, but is he watching? And that's why he said, "I I vow, I, I hold myself to a high standard." Why? Because the Lord is watching. And let me tell you, the devil's watching as well. The devil's watching, and he knows. So I set before my eyes. Get my eyes on you, Lord. Let nothing vile before come before my eyes. And again, we only have to look. The vile things that come, that again, we said before, 10, 20 years ago, would have not entered our, our, our television or even the, in, in, in the papers, would not have even been talked about. But now is right before eyes. Psalm 16. I have set the Lord always before me, because he is at my right hand, I shall not be moved. Therefore my heart is glad, and my glory rejoices, my flesh also will rest in hope. That's, a, that's an amazing verse, isn't it? David, I set the Lord always before me, rejoicing, resting. Oh, the Lord. Why? Because his eyes are on the Lord. He takes his eyes off the Lord, as we've said, to our circumstances, to the world, and all these other things. Get the eyes on the Lord. There's rejoicing, there's rest. 
is all that we need in him. That's why he said always, always. Um, and again, challenging us out. We just read 2 Corinthians 4, keeping eyes on that which is unseen. That which is unseen is eternal. What about these verses? 2 Corinthians 3, to close up. Now the Lord is that spirit, and where the spirit of the Lord is there is liberty. But we all with open face, beholding as in a glass of the glory of the Lord, are changed into the same things from glory to glory, even as the spirit of the Lord. Keeping our eyes on the Lord, not just keeps us clear, sight. What happens is we begin to change as well, from glory to glory. Uh, in him and with him and when we begin to see with a clear eye as Matthew and Luke says what happens we see clearer we see correctly there we can think correctly we can think and see and know the kingdom principles that he, he laid out in the kingdom manifesto we begin to live like that because that's why because we are seeing correctly so tonight again our eyes Lord help us keep our eyes on you keep our eyes fixed on you if we are blind in some areas because we have blind spots lord give us sight give us sight thankfully the lord uses other people we see blind we see something in them and the lord's saying that's sometimes you dave remember he said plank in your eye speck in someone's eye you see it there lord okay thank you lord <laughs> i see it there let me deal so the lord's good isn't he and he wants us with open eyes and open face to know him and to show him and to bring light to those around us well let's pray tonight tonight again for open eyes We hope you've enjoyed this episode. To find out more about our church, including our service times, visit www.oakdalechristiancentre.org.